What's up, everybody? This is Coach Allie bringing you episode 161 of the Powerhouse Podcast. This week is three ways to be profitable as a title holder. Really excited to talk about this today. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast, hosted by sisters, former Miss Nebraska's and a Miss Nebraska USA, and expert coaches Ali Swanson Mancuso and Megan Swanson Rhodes. Every Tuesday, we bring you a life-changing, challenging, and activating episode to help high-achieving women win their pageants, massively transform their mindsets, and dominate all aspects of life, including elements both inside and what most consider traditionally as areas outside of pageantry. Allie and Megan coach high-achieving women in all 50 states and beyond and live to see women conquer their dreams. If you're not already part of our Powerhouse Club, join the fastest-growing group of winning pageant queens on the planet, linked in the show notes every single week. Now, let's get on to this week's episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 161 of the Powerhouse Podcast. I'm Coach Allie, and today we're going to talk about three ways to be profitable as a title holder. Now, if you are in the Powerhouse Club, or if you're not in the club, I did a full hour training on this topic, the topic of finances and really how to make money as a title holder. I think there's this preconceived notion that being a pageant title holder means that you have to be broke. And I'm really passionate about breaking that stigma just because of my own personal experience and my entrepreneurial background. When I was a state title holder, I merged those two together and I was able to have financial success going and booking myself into different speaking engagements and really knowing my worth and knowing my market value and where I can spread my message to. So I want to touch on three things specifically that came out of that training um, and really describe how to make yourself profitable as a title holder. If maybe you're coming to this and you're like, Ali, I literally have no idea where to start. My system doesn't really support me in that way. No one before me has really made success. It's kind of a time suck and a money suck. I want to help break that stigma and give you some really good tools to think about to help you market yourself from a business standpoint and even know fundamentals of how to do that. So in a nutshell, I want to start by explaining my story a bit. So when I was Miss Nebraska, I actually made around $10,000 in speaking appearances alone. And with brand and ambassador partnerships, that was more like 25 to 30K. So that was totally in addition to everything else I had going on. That was my own hard work that I put in. And that was the effort that I got out of my year. Now, some of you are like, well, you had two years. So that, you know, that number is actually spread out a little bit more. No, that's that metric is just the full year that I was Miss Nebraska 2019 to 2020. Obviously, COVID hit. But I did most of that in 2019, actually, through February of 2020, because obviously COVID hit, at least here in Nebraska, in February of 2020. So that's when we had to shut down at the end and uh, had to go virtual, which is a whole nother training on how to pivot. And when life throws you lemons, you have to make lemonade because you still have to pay your bills, right? So you first need to define what profitable means to you. So again, this title is called Three Ways to Be Profitable as a Title Holder. My level of profitability might be different than yours. If you are a totally beginning title holder compared to someone who's maybe won a national title 
in another system and now they're trying a local title in a different system, that might be a different outlook because of your level of experience. That's okay. I just want to encourage you today to start somewhere with this because if anyone is telling you, oh, there's not any money to be made in pageantry or you have to be broke as a title holder, that is literally (laughs) so far from the truth. And I can say that with my whole heart and 100% transparency and honesty because that is not my journey. And listen, if I can make it in Nebraska into some of these small towns where no one has any inclination or any notion of what a pageant girl is or even what a pageant is, you can too. My girls that are in, you know, Illinois and in New York and Florida and Texas and California with larger, Arizona with larger populations of people, you guys can make it too. And even people who are listening that might be in Wyoming or Montana or or North Dakota, I kind of stayed on the North region there, but any other small town, Iowa, like if I can do it in Nebraska, you can do it in your state too. It's just understanding these three things. So what are those three things? Understanding what you have to offer is number one. Number two is communication within your platform. And number three is organization. So those are my three things that I'm going to hit on here today. If you're taking notes, take notes, (laughs) write those three things down. If you're not taking notes, pull out your notepad and your phone, unless you're driving, then don't do that. Re-listen to this and then, and then take those notes or audio message them into your phone. I don't know, but I really, really want you to get this here today. So before anything. Define what profitable means to you. So if you're a starting starting out title holder and you're like, I really have no passion experience. I'm going for this local title. How the heck do I, you know, how do I be profitable as a, as a title holder? It starts with understanding what you have to offer. And even using the other example of the person who's won a national title and is coming back and competing in a local title for a different system, this also pertains to you. Because when you're developing your platform or your message, just as you're developing who you are, that might change over time. I think of the person that I am standing here today, closer to the age of 30 now, and I have a different outlook on life than I had when I was a title holder. Granted, I was an older title holder in the age range, but even my platform and really what I care about is different. And that's fine. I have a different job. I have a different profession. I'm married now. I have different life goals. I have a different life balance. It just looks different than it did when I was in college or getting my master's degree. And that's fine. So going into what you have to offer is so important. Understanding that at a core, core, core value. So what does that look like? What are your strengths and weaknesses when it comes to doing an appearance? How long are you comfortable giving a presentation? Find the sweet spot. How much do you charge per hour? These are just some bullet points and I'll elaborate on these a little bit. Travel and housing costs, contracts, content of your presentation, options for somebody booking you. Don't be a one trick pony, be multi-talented. So how are you an asset if I, as the business, am going to book you to do something? It's not just to stand there and smile and kiss babies. Like that's fine, that's very base level. And I'm not saying you shouldn't charge a, a small fee for that, you can. Or you can do it you know, out of donation, that's purely up to you. But what are your skills? Do you know what those are? Are you comfortable speaking in front of an audience? Is there a topic that you're an expert in or at least an intermediate in, and that's probably going to be your platform, which is why I was saying earlier, maybe your outlook on life of what your platform actually is, is different five years down the road. Or if you're an experienced title holder, maybe it's not what you were or what you had when you were a teen, and it's morphed now that you are a 24-year-old woman 
or some of my misses delegates, candidates that are listening to this here, maybe you're 40 years old and you're competing for a Mrs. pageant and your platform's surrounded around your family or your church or your profession that you have now 20 years of experience in. That's amazing. Use that. Use that as an asset to market yourself. So many times we overcomplicate it when we get stuck in the minutia of the details, and I'm queen bee of this, don't get me wrong. If there's not a system or there's not like an organized way to do something, sometimes I can dig my heels in and I can get stuck until I figure that out. But do that self-check-in at this moment. Say, okay, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? If I put you in front of 500 people, what would you do? Would you sing? Would you do a talent? Would you do a presentation for 40 minutes? Could you do that? What would the topic be? Would you bring other people with you? Do you have props for something? Do you want to work with kids over adults? What is your actual product? So that's why number one is understand what you have to offer. You first have to understand yourself at a deep level. So who am I as Ali Minkuso? Who am I? What do I believe? What is my gift mix? What do I like doing? What do I not like doing? And then what's my passion? What's my platform? What do I want to share with the world? What am I communicating to others? So that's really important to have that foundation as point number one, because if you don't understand what you have to offer, if you go into these other two areas of more communicating it and organizing it, it's going to sound really confusing to the receiver of that information or of that request, the booking request. So let me put myself in the business seat, so to speak. So I'm COO of Powerhouse Patentry. Let's say somebody reaches out to me and they want to be on our podcast, this podcast, right? Or they want to be an expert speaker or guest in our group. I am going to ask them a series of qualifications questions, right? So who are you? Show me your background. And first of all, we wouldn't just bring in Joe Schmo into our community (laughs) or even on our podcast without having a relationship with Megan and I. And I mean, we want to protect this house, so to speak. So I want to throw that out there. And obviously you guys know that. But for the sake of the example, I'm building this painting, so to speak, building, painting, whatever you get what I mean. So I am sitting in that seat as a business owner and someone's coming to me and saying, hey, I want to be on your podcast. Hey, I want to, you know, coach your girls. Hey, I want to whatever. Okay, what are your qualifications? What would that look like? How much do you cost? What are you going to say? What's your message? What's the time frame of your message? Do you have any deliverables that you can give the girls? Is this a cost or, or do you have any free resources? What are you pointing them towards as far as action step afterwards? I just rattled all those things off my head. There's probably 20 more, 30 more that I could ask. And then I would want to meet them and get to know them because if I am in charge of a certain community, okay, think of a, even a principal or a counselor that is at their school. You want to go book yourself to speak at that school. They, they're going to protect the students, right? We, we have sometimes an arrogant perspective of what we can actually provide and we don't put ourselves in the receiving seat of the other person. So yeah, you know, my name is Allie and I have a 45 minute presentation. You need to bring me into your school to, so I can speak to this all school assembly, whatever. As a, as a principal or a counselor, I'm like, okay, that's great. And I see that you've spoken at 19 other schools, but I could not think that you're a fit for my school. Why are you a fit for my school? You have to explain the why and the softness and the heart behind that too. So connecting with the person you're you're communicating with is is really, really important. And that brings me into point number two is this communication piece. 
So I called number two communication within your platform because once you have that understanding of who you are and what you have to offer, it's probably going to be in the lens of your platform that you're providing this service, okay? So I just think back of my time when I was a title holder. I was in and out of schools all the time because that was my message, right? I had the platform of CyberSmarts, which I literally went through different social media apps with students, parents, and teachers, and I told them about different safety features and the privacy, safety, and security of basically the internet. That was my platform. And everyone was super hungry for that because there were all these different apps coming out at the time. Schools were really struggling because they didn't know how to monitor or manage the different apps, what was safe for kids, what should be allowed on school media platforms. Like if kids have school cell phones, school iPads, school computers, what they shouldn't, how are they guiding the parents? Like it was this whole conversation And I knew that it was relevant and I was really passionate about it because of my personal story, not only being bullied growing up, cyberbullied in college, my identity was stolen on a dating site, like all of these things are surrounded by technology so I could speak to it from personal experience. That's so important, okay? Nobody listening to this, even if you do have the same type of platform around social media or bullying, whatever, you can't share my story. You can't speak from the experience of Allie Swanson at the time and say this was her story. I mean, you can share my story, but it's not gonna have the effect of me sharing it about my own life because that's my testimony of what happened to me and how I learned from that and what gives me the passion and the drive to communicate that to others, so to speak. So find what that is for you, okay? It doesn't have to be this big, 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 massive story that's super emotional, like I climbed Mount Everest and I survived or I, you know, whatever, whatever. If your story is your mom or your sibling or something like that, like that still pertains to you and that's awesome. Normally is what I'm trying to communicate is it's normally within your platform that you find that passion, okay? It might not be though. So it might be your career is you're using your degree in a certain aspect, but your platform is blood donation. So you are a kick butt financial advisor and you're certified in that, you're a CPA or something like that. And your platform is blood donation because of your sibling and their story. That's fine too. That makes you marketable because you can actually use both of those skills to bring you into different avenues. So point two is communication of all these things. You have to understand who you are and what you have to offer. But once you have that, then you can start to think, okay, how am I actually communicating what I am strong in, what my strengths are, what my talents are, what I want to share with the world? And it's okay if it is your platform or beyond your platform. I would say foundationally, it needs to be your platform because you won't win a pageant without a strong platform, even if your pageant system doesn't have a mandatory platform requirement, okay? You will not win your pageant if you're not passionate about a certain cause, you're not advocating for an organization, something like that, promoting volunteerism, something that is eyes off of me and onto the we. So back to the community, you're giving back, you're showing some kind of service, okay? I will say this till I'm blue in the face, you you will not win your pageant unless you have something other than your skills to give to your surroundings and your community. That's what pageantry is about. It's about service 99.99% of the time, unless you're doing a straight up beauty pageant, okay? But even then, service makes you more well-rounded. 
So how do you communicate that? It starts by knowing your why, which is why I told a story of, you know, the background of my former platform. That was personal to me. It was my own personal story. So I knew why I was passionate about this. And when I communicated that to others, people were like, oh yeah, I, I love this passion. Go speak to XYZ. Can I get you into another school? If you need a letter of recommendation, let me know. Because my passion behind it fueled my healthy communication and the outreach, it wasn't dry. When I was saying, hey, I, my name is Allie, here's what I do. And yes, there's a rhythm and a system to how to book from a business perspective. And if you're in the Powerhouse Club, I shared that on the hour-long training. But it comes from your passion. It comes from knowing yourself, knowing what you have to offer. And then that passion normally fueled in your platform within that realm or, you know, a massive skill set, career focus, whatever. Then you learn how to communicate through that. And when your communication is healthy and clear and energetic and captivating, then you get different appearances and events. It is, it's not a formula, but you guys know that I am a very organized person. And if I were to put it into some kind of three-step thing, this is what it would be, okay? There's always gonna be X factors and, you know, our power presence and warmth triangle, which we can do a whole podcast on too. But communication comes from experience. It comes from passion. It comes from development of your language. It comes from relating to people. It comes from emotional intelligence, being able to read a room or read the tone of an email properly and connecting with people in every single facet of what you do. So a couple ideas here of how to kind of expand your thinking. Know your why behind your platform, the relevance of the message. Notice when I was telling my story about my CyberSmarts platform, I guarantee you, you guys listening to that, it either brought you back to some training that you had or or you even on your social media or maybe in a circumstance that you have run into with privacy and safety. It's relevant to anybody who is breathing on, on social media or the internet. And I'm not saying every single platform will have that level of relevancy, but if you want to be a part of the conversation of lots of different platforms and lots of different areas and really be able to market yourself in new ways, think about a way to communicate your message that makes it marketable, okay? So if you are, let's just take blood donation. I'm throwing out random <laughs> random platforms here. I was just talking about blood donation with my Bible study the other day because we were talking about blood types and if you, yeah, and that's the fastest way to know your blood type. Fun fact, I learned that from one of my clients too. But let's just take blood donation, so to speak. Okay, you might be thinking, okay, well, how do I promote blood donation besides just going to the Red Cross website, partnering with the Red Cross, and going to the different blood donation sites as my title holder self and with my crown and sash? Okay, like that's like basic level. Yes, you should do that. Yes, you sh- should promote those events on your social medias and all of that. Yes, you should partner with your Red Cross. You can easily talk about the importance of blood donation, etc. But just spitballing off the top of my head, right, what if you partnered with sports teams, different clubs in schools, different college organizations, and got the whole organization together to go donate blood at certain times? You, you made it an event out of it. You had them get service credit for donating blood. Like, just random ideas that are popping into my head here. You can do that with any platform. 
It doesn't take you being an expert in marketing to have those creative ideas. It just takes you taking time to sit down with your platform, think internally for a second. Okay, again, what am I passionate about? What do I have to offer? Do I even know thyself, so to speak, fundamentally? Then from there, how am I communicating this? What has been successful in the past? What has not been successful? And then where do I need to actually brainstorm a little bit to reach new audiences? Maybe I've only marketed my message to students and I can now do it to parents or the elderly or you know males, females, whatever, right? If you are only marketing your message to a specific audience, that's great for a time being, but if you can broaden the horizon and change a little bit of how you're communicating your message and reach more people, you're then going to make more money because it's more profitable. And as a business, if you can talk to my entire company or if you can talk to my entire school rather than just kindergarten through third grade or just sixth through eighth grade or just high schoolers, then yeah, I'm going to book you for three sessions, elementary, middle and high school, not just high school given or uh, your specific circumstance. You can insert any demographic or any specific audience into that example and it will still work. Okay. So again, we're talking about three ways to be profitable as a title holder. And I haven't really talked about money at all yet. So I hope you're getting that there's a lot of internal work that has to happen before you actually start making money and doing it consistently because you have to know who you are, know what you have to offer, know how to communicate those things. And lastly is the organization piece. So I could spend 19 hours on this one topic of organization. If you guys know me at all, I love organization. I love everything to have its place as my office is a little bit chaotic here, a lot going on, but I, I, I'm very visual. I like to see everything. I like everything to have a place, a color, a spot in our Google drive. Everything's organized, right? And it was the same thing with my organization for my bookings as a pageant title holder. I had a Google sheet that had all of my appearances on it. Any contact that I collected, I threw in this Google sheet. I was meticulous about keeping this list. Anybody that I met from an appearance that could be a future connection, I would throw into this list. If I had any former contacts from previous title holders, I would throw this into this list. I would reach out to former appearances done by the former title holders. If I had those, if I didn't, I would reach out to former title holders and then try and go there. If I had friends and family that had connections to different schools and different organizations, I would try and work that contact. And I kept everything in this document. So organization of what we're talking about and the details is really, really important. You don't have to use the Google Sheet. You can use whatever you want, whatever works for you. That is just where I found success. Other things, and I don't have time to go into detail, detail of all these things, but a couple other things that I organized in this process Past events, future events, so future things coming up, maybe three months in advance, six months in advance, I would write it down. My wardrobe, if I needed something for that event or I needed to purchase something in the future, I would throw it on there. Anything financially, I would throw it on here. If I'm like, okay, I need like a big chunk of change, so I need to make $2,000 by this date, I would throw that on there. All of my speaking contracts, my invoicing, I would have that as a tab. And that's really plug and chug. So once you get that information from the event itself, so the contact name, phone number, address, amount, if they're refunding you for gas, hotel, all those things, it was plug and chug into my invoice and my contract. I had a basic speaking engagement for the product that I was communicating 
or for that service that I was doing. That comes from knowing what you can actually provide. You can't create a contract or an invoice off of something that you don't actually know what you're doing. Now you might be like, well, Allie, sometimes I don't know what I'm doing at these events. Like they're just booking me as Miss Whatever and I find out what I'm doing there. Cool, that happened to me too. I have a basic speaking fee that if you want my time, but I'm not speaking, I'm not doing that service above and beyond me just smiling, waving, being a body, volunteering in whatever capacity you want me to, then I have a basic flat fee. Above that, it's additional. That's how I would delineate between those two services. My follow-up emails, my social posts, I had all of that, my partners, all of those things in there. And you might be like, wow, that's that's a lot. <laughs> and I don't know if I can organize all those things. Okay, great. I'm giving you kind of thousand foot view. Start with level one, taking one baby step, whatever that is for you. I'm kind of explaining what is at least possible to expand your thinking. Don't get overwhelmed by that. What's one way that you can take action with these three things this week, next week, this month, right? Even if you are not currently a title holder, let's say you're a local title holder and you gave up your title and you're going for one in a couple months. Okay, book yourself as you, right? You don't need the title to get into a school, to book yourself with a business, to do your service, right? That's you personally. You're marketing you first and the organization is just a shiny object on top of your head, right? It's it's the supplemental thing to you as the product, not the other way around, okay? And that is contrary to some teaching, but you are the product over anything else because the pageant or the organization gets promoted through you and you're the vessel, so you're super important. Okay, I have a lot of notes on this topic, obviously, but I think I'm gonna stop there for today. So the three things that I communicated, understanding what you have to offer, communication within your platform or within your passion, I should say, and then organization. So if you understand those three things, closing this out about profitability here, you then know, okay, who am I and what do I have to offer? What is the successful way of communicating this that generates income, that produces impact, the impact that I want to have, produces a measurable impact? What is that communication strategy? Have I thought about that? And then third is organizing it. How am I organizing this? People who are organized thrive. If you do not have the gift of organization, find somebody to help you to push your butt and to to push you forward and in kind of kick you in the butt so to speak to make you do this because let me be honest if you're a younger listener listening to this you will always need organization in your life it's not an excuse to never have organization and just keep relying on other people to do it because this is really good actually you you're no longer an empowered person you become more of a leech, actually. If you're not taking the time to be organized, then it is sending little ripples negatively to the people around you that are affected by your lack of organization. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be so, 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 so meticulously organized that there's no room for error, no room for creativity, right? I'm a musician. I love being creative, but I also love being administrative and organized. There is space for both. But if you only live in the creative realm where you fly by the seat of your pants every single day, you don't know where your your classes are, your classes are scheduled if you're in college, like you're never on time for work, that impacts people. 
Like if you're late for your college classes or you're late for your class or your work, so to speak, then people are going to be let down by you all the time. And if you're not organized, those little ripples let people down. It's the same being a title holder. So I want to finish by challenging you guys today to be organized. And when you do these three things, then you can start building those contracts and reaching out to people with confidence. Like I have something to say and I am empowered and I know my worth and I know the price point that works. And if you need any help working through anything that I've talked to you about today, please DM us on Instagram and reach out to me because I freaking love talking about this topic. And so does Megan too, um, because I, I want to empower women just in general but especially title holders, to succeed and thrive in the space that they feel called to. Pageant women are some of the most passionate people and give so much to their communities. Why would I not want you to be empowered financially to make more of an impact? Because let's be honest, the more money you make, the more impact you can have financially because money speaks. That's just the way of the world. So I want you to have the tools to be able to influence your community at a greater capacity than you are operating in now. So if you are like, Ali, you are speaking my language. I 100% need this. Please DM me on Instagram, um, either to my personal Ali Mancuso or our Powerhouse One Powerhouse Pageantry or the Powerhouse Podcast. Honestly, my admin looks at all of them. So we will respond to you or you can email info at powerhousepageantry.com. We would love to set up a strategy call with you and just figure out some next best steps, whether that's, you know, getting into our free group, Pageant Winner Secrets, anybody listening to this, go Google that right now on Facebook. Google that. I sound like I'm 90 years old. I mean, use the search bar on Facebook and find that group. It's a free group. We have resources like this in there dropped weekly. We have challenges and all of that. We want you in that group. But if you're looking for something else, we also do offer coaching at a one-on-one level, group coaching level, et cetera. So if you're like, Ali, I want to be profitable as a title holder. I need some of this. I need someone else to kick my butt. I'm not organized. I don't know how to do this. Then number one, join the group. Number two, reach out to us. And we would love to partner with you and talk about next steps. So I'm going to shut up now. That's all I have for you guys. Um, I'm really excited for a couple of the podcasts coming up. Not a couple of them, all of them, but I love our topics that we are giving to you guys in the next couple weeks because I think they're really practical for this season, especially. So I will see you guys next week. I think next week is Megan on the podcast, but I'll see you guys in two weeks for my next one. I hope you found this extremely valuable. My name is Coach Allie. If you have any questions, let me know. Have a fantastic rest of your day, everybody. Bye. Hey guys, it's Coach Allie. Thank you so much for listening to the Powerhouse Podcast. Megan and I absolutely love our listener base and we couldn't do what we do without you guys. If you stayed all the way to this part of the podcast, there's a couple things that I want to make sure that you know. We are constantly updating our resources to be the latest, greatest trainings and stay really up to date with trends. So if you want to figure out how to save $700 overall on pageant coaching, we have a service called the Powerhouse Club among some other things. And to be honest, it is the best coaching in the world. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but we have the best community with amazing women from every single state in the United States in our community. And we just love pouring into you guys. So if you want to figure out how to save $700 overall, like I said, be a part of the best coaching service in the world. Click the link below. We would love to assist you. See you next week, guys.